Ladies, if you are tired of the traditional group coaching model that was right for a season, but it isn't right for now, if you are ready to have elevated conversations, ready for masterminding in the truest sense of the word, where you combine your collective wisdom and your collective intelligence and what God is speaking to your heart, if you are ready for an experience that takes your soul into account, into your life and relationships and the totality of you into account, then I want you to connect with me because God has given me the vision for a mastermind experience that is like no other, that is really going to take you to the next level in your business, in your relationships, in your life, where you can connect with some extraordinary women just like you who are ready to go all in on the vision that God has given them. An awakening is happening, and I know you're feeling it in your soul. A renaissance is happening, and it's time for you to emerge. I want you to message me. I want you to go to my website and reach out because I really, really want to connect with you more, have a conversation and really talk to you about this mastermind experience that is by invitation only. And it'll be a select group of extraordinary women who want to go all in on what God is calling them to do. Don't wait, don't delay, because these invitations won't be available for long. And I want you to be at that table with us. Welcome to the Elevated Podcast. I'm Amy Van Slambrook, former corporate executive turned therapist and coach to high profile women and couple entrepreneurs. And we are going to have the conversations you've always wanted to have with the people you have always wanted to know. We are going to bring your life, your faith, your business, and most of all, your relationships to an elevated level through conversations you've never heard before. Tune in and stay with us because it's about to get really, really elevated. You have all been invited into this space this morning um, to really understand and learn about something God has put on my heart. Um, not only since December, but also before that time. So um, let me start by introducing myself for those of you who don't know, but I think most of you that I'm seeing here know me really well. Um, I'm Amy Van Slambrook. I'm a CEO strategist and coach, and I am also a speaker and a podcast host and an author. I am a former therapist. I was a therapist for many years. I'm a former corporate executive, um, and I am here with a passion and a mission on my heart um, that has not only been brewing, as I said, since December, but also for many years. Um, and I am the sacred and safe space for leaders. Um, but I'm also someone who wants to see leaders connect to other leaders in a in a forum that's going to allow their brilliance to shine through. And so one of the ways we allow that to happen most powerfully is to um, start with prayer together, because I believe ultimately um, this is something that the Lord um, has called me to and and everything that I do is and we'll get into that story a little bit more. But um, I really, this is such an anointed and a special um, group that God has called me to 
um, to lead. And so we're just going to start with prayer and, and anybody in the waiting room, we are going to wish them patience because um, I just want everybody to take a moment and bow their heads um, and we're going to pray together. Lord, we just ask this morning that you are present in a way that you haven't been before for everybody in the room this morning, Lord, for those who will be joining, for those who will be joining on the replay, and for those who will watch this in the future, God, we know that your timing is always perfect, that your um, your directions are always the most divine, and your appointments and alignments are always um, just incredibly anointed and powerful and for things that we can't even see as we're in the moment. Lord, and I know every woman on this call this morning and listening in the future has not only um, come to this space with hopes and expectations, but also um, having been through a battle, Lord. And so I ask that this also become a, a place where we can war together for the futures that you put on each of our hearts, for the things that you want to birth through us, Lord, and for um, the ways you want each of us to speak into the lives of, of the other women in the group. Because so much has been laid on the hearts of these women, and they have also endured and weathered so much so beautifully. And so may this be a space where healing is honored more than hustle, God, where <laughs> Your anointing is honored more than us putting ourselves on the altar of our success. And Lord, where ultimately we are working for a divine purpose rather than just a next comma. Lord, I just thank you for your presence. I thank you for your provision. I thank you for your power. And I thank you for the ways that you are going to move that we can't even anticipate or understand or dream in your name. Amen. Ladies, it is so good to see all of you this morning. And if um, if the resistance that I have been going through the last just 48 hours is any indicator, this is going to be a tremendously powerful group. Because I can tell you, even as I was preparing and gathering all the million notes that I have, right, that are posted everywhere, um, there was an incredible brain fog that came over me. And I like to be very transparent about that kind of thing, because usually it's something that the collective has been feeling as well, you know, that things had been so crystal clear to me. And I'm just going to speak that out in power because um, I believe all of us are weathering our own specific battles. And God has been pouring into me some very specific um, strategies that we're going to talk about a little bit later. But I just want to ask a question as we're getting started. You know, have you ever been in one of those um, social scrolls where you've had one of the rare pauses in your day where you're not taking care of and leading and and taking care of all the details in your business, but um, you have that moment of silence and you pick up this, this blessed little device that somehow we existed for centuries without, and now we can't exist for a second without, it seems, and we pick it up and we start to scroll. 
right? And we're we're checking our stories, we're checking our DMs, we're checking all the things and wanting to respond to comments. But we also, let's face it, we also go and scroll, right? And we look through other people's stories, we see their posts, we see their reels, um, all of it. Um, and we're seeing lives happen and women getting together and women having these great discussions and going out to eat and you haven't even you know, had time to eat yourself, let alone out. It's really usually at our desks, right? Or on the run or something liquid um, when we don't take time to pause. And, and it's in those moments when we're scrolling and we're observing and seeing other people really have that deep connection and have those um, just amazing conversations, right? Those significant conversations and they're sharing life together and they're taking selfies in groups and um, they're in these beautiful places together and spaces together and they're sharing life together. Um, and, and when you step back from that, you know, and you've scrolled often enough, usually what happens if you're like many of the women I know, and I'm speaking to you in the room and you on the replay, there's a drop in your spirit that happens. And suddenly you start to reflect on the difference between their lives and yours. And the difference between them appearing to have that kind of group of friends that they can call at 2 a.m., that they can you know, call if they just need to process something, you know, the friends that we can call and really um, think through and pray through and battle through things together. Yes, we all probably have a million text friends, people that we share voice texts with, and those are really beautiful. And people that we even know online, and those are beautiful too. Um, but it's the real friends that so many women are aching for behind the scenes, people who get the entrepreneurial journey, right? And in that moment, so many women start to gulp back tears. You know, they don't even go to the place of hope if you're like the women that I've spoken with. There's just a hunger and a longing and it has felt like you've had to make the decision, right? Do I build this empire? Do I build this business? Or do I build a life? Because it is really confusing about how to do the two and how to do it well and how to do it in a way that allows you to be appreciated by women and not intimidating, you know, that allows women to really share and not be in competition, you know, to truly collaborate, you know, not to pick up what has been masked as a connection call only to have it turn into a sales call, right? And, and certainly not speaking ill of any of those situations, but it gets fatiguing. Am I right? Have you ever been in those situations where it's just like the loneliness and the isolation feels so great? And yet the next step, usually for most women, is that they put down the phone and they get busy or they try to sleep. Maybe they take five minutes to eat something. But we usually don't drop into the next layer of the feelings because it hurts too much. For most of the women that I am blessed to work with, 
The loneliness isn't new. Either you've always been the leader of your friendships or you've always been the one pouring into other people or you always have been the one initiating. (laughs) And that gets fatiguing too. You know, we want mutual relationships. We want mutual connection. And the other dilemma that I see so many women facing is that they are at a crossroads. They have built a certain business and they have built it primarily on their exhaustion rather than their exhilaration. They have built something that's very successful, and yet the current dynamic in the culture that we're in right now is shaking the foundation of it in the way that it never has before, in ways you couldn't even have anticipated because, you know, I know each of you (laughs) are beautifully organized and intentional in the way you've planned your businesses. You have not reached this level of success by just flying by the seat of your pants, you know, and, and overnight successes are, as all of us know, you know, overnight in about the span of 15 years and lots of blood, sweat, and tears. It's the longest night ever if it's overnight success. And yet having that space where we can dream and expand and we understand that what has existed in the past cannot carry you into the future. What has existed in the past is not meant for the future. And yet, how do we disconnect from the identity of who we are and step into the identity of who we know we have always been and never had the opportunity to speak out into life? Because as I've said on some of my posts, the only thing Many women like you in the room, like me, have been passive about is taking care of ourselves because we know, based often on trauma in our past, that we can suck it up. We can get through. We're the tough ones, right? And yet having a forum where that's acknowledged, right? But that's not encouraged, In fact, you are held to a place where your healing needs to guide it and guide the future more than your wounds. Where that isn't condemned that we default to going back to building from a wounded place. It's it's gotten so much success, but it isn't working and it never was meant to work. And what I'm finding and one of the main reasons I drew all of us together is because God is is kind of breaking the leg of that method of building in a painful way at times. You know, whether that's cultural and um, shifts in the world of business around whatever your specific area of specialty is, or whether that's for you personally, just realizing you don't have the capacity to give and do at the level that you have in the past and still maintain your health. And you have had it. You are over it. You are over putting yourself on the altar of that. And can I just say, God is so pleased by that. Because I don't believe that ever was his intention. And if I can get a little personal with you this morning, if that would be okay. Um, He illustrated that in my own life. He has several times because he knows I am a stubborn learner and it takes me not only a two by four usually, but usually a series of them, very loving two by fours, but 
Um, he knows it takes a lot to get through um, this, this head of mine. And he's teaching me over and over again how to be quicker in my surrender and softer in my surrender. But I had built a successful practice. And um, as recently as the pandemic, it was the busiest season ever. I was a, a trauma therapist, right? I didn't take a day off for two years. I weathered everything people were facing. I was working with couples then. I was doing marriage therapy um, and coaching and doing it all online. And behind the scenes, what people weren't seeing was the fact that, you know, I was sleeping very little. I was in self-quarantine. My parents both have um, health conditions. So I went into deep quarantine and I didn't have a hug for a year um, because I wasn't able to travel they weren't able to travel. And I knew at that moment that I needed to keep myself as safe as possible so that I could see them as soon as possible. And I was willing to do that. Um, I am, you know, I am family second to God, and I would do anything for them, including that. And yet that felt like such a, such a long battle. And I said, God, I need to feel arms. I need to feel arms. The body goes through a very strange physical withdrawal when you don't have touch for that long. And I did, and it was beautiful. It was extraordinary. And I worked and I worked and I worked and I worked and I spoke and I worked and it was beautiful. But at the end of the, it all, you know, um, I sold my condo. I moved up to Michigan to be near my parents for a time. And I remember one coach saying, Amy, I want you to try meditating for 20 minutes. And I laughed. I said, I, I don't have 20 minutes. I don't have 20 minutes to eat, let alone meditate. I have too much to do and too much to take care of. And it didn't matter that my health was consistently deteriorating. I just had to muscle through, right? It was what was needed in my mind. It was what was essential in my mind. And I was doing it all in isolation. You know, lots of online friends, very few behind the scenes, real friends. And so I just kept going and I kept going. And then when I moved, it was like I hit a brick wall. And God said, I want you to lay it all down. Lay it all down. And I gulped and I said, you mean all like all of it, all of it, all of it. And so I took a series of retreats for a week at a time and I got quiet with my life and I faced what I had built and built successfully by the world standards, but it didn't allow for my healing. It didn't allow for relationship. It didn't allow for me to elevate. And it certainly didn't allow me to access the supernatural, which I know God has intended for each of us. But when our earthly, when our mortal um, ways and our mortal strategies aren't working, God reminded me, he said, yeah, honey, it'll work. But it's like building the Great Wall of China one brick at a time by hand, you know, and that isn't what is needed right now. And that isn't what is needed from each of you. But how do we build these massive callings on our life? And my next question to God was, how do I do that 
and also pay attention to what's happening behind the scenes and to honor the journey that I'd been on because I knew that I'd weathered decades of trauma. And he guided me through that so beautifully. And he guided me through different strategies that I never would have used. And he guided me in, guided me into real relationships that nurtured me, that I could have real conversations and that I knew if I was 2 a.m., I could call her. And that has been rare in my life. And it's rare for most successful women. This feeling of isolation, this feeling of, you know, either we're in a state of constantly being fed content and strategy or we're asked to provide it, but there's never this forum where we can just sit and dialogue, which is the whole concept of why Napoleon Hill and actually Solomon in the Bible developed the mastermind concept. And I took six retreats that year, which was more than I had ever taken off in my life since I was, I think, 14 years old. Um, and each one was semi-silent and each one was filled with a journal and me on the dock on the lake and tears and pouring out and really reconnecting to myself. You know, and, and it's those moments that we step into where God is calling us and where he's called us ultimately. And understanding that our responsibility is in the surrender of that. And the surrender to say, I don't know how this gets to happen. I just know I'm all in. And so he called me to things like the sanctuary, which is my private work, and the revolution, which is this beautiful container. And it feels very different even from mastermind because that term is so overused. But as I was seeing not only my story, but my story represented in literally every woman's story who I've spoken with, probably in the last 10 years, this sort of um, overwhelming paradigm of isolation and aching for real relationship and aching to be around women who get it, who understand your ambition and also understand what it's like to maintain the image on the outside while the inside is healing at the same time. And so many times the programs and options that are out there separate the two. Either this is a business focused program or this is a personal development focused program or a relationship focused program. And in my mind, those three can't exist separately. They can't be as successful as they could if we looked at it holistically and not from being fed content, because as many of you have read and what I've written and other things, you you could write so many books if people actually read paper books any longer. You could teach it until you're entering heaven. You have so much entrepreneurial strategy and you still want to learn and you still want to grow because we're all perpetual students here. But it's also about the value and the learning that happens through application and through having a place where you can have an open heart and you can be seen and understood, not for the image or the commas, 
that have described you, but they don't need to define you because you are in a major transition right now. And many of the women I know who are in that transition have also seen that in where their business is. So I refuse to say, well, this is of a certain level of success because the success happens through your brilliance. And God is the one who's like the 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 currency is just the current currency of the day. But that isn't where our safety can lie. And that isn't where we need to be defined. It just is what describes a part of your journey that we get to honor here. Whether you've attained success in the number of people you reach or the income you have or whatever it is. And sometimes it's all of those things, right? And the accolades and the lives that you've changed and the way you have helped and reached out and healed people. But you're also a real woman behind the scenes with real feelings and real needs and real struggles. And there are very few places where your image can be appreciated but it doesn't need to limit you, if that makes sense. You know, I have been called and have for years helped high profile leaders. I was their sanctuary, even when I worked in the corporate realm. And that's such a blessing to me. I am honored by that. It's a privilege. I just couldn't stand by any longer and see so many women experiencing the same thing and not knowing that they were not the only one. And that there were so many other women experiencing isolation and longing and hunger and excitement about what's ahead, but also not wanting to do it alone. We want to do it differently, right? And so that's where the revolution came into being. It's a place where we are growing in our faith, but we access supernatural strategies Versus whatever the latest is in whoever determines the latest appropriate business strategy, right? It seems to vary. <laughs> um, and having a forum that is like the sanctuary, which is my private work, but this is a space where you can feel safe and held. It's a sacred space. I call myself in every space I'm in the vault because nothing leaves a space like this. And you are seen as the woman, as the innocent little child that each of us brings to the table. Because I know if you know me, you are friendly with the inner child. And I wanted a space where I could pour out all of what God is pouring into me for other women, including some of the battle strategies and this is something that God has really spoken into me over these last 24 hours because it's such a heated space right now. Am I right? That so many people are experiencing this fight of their lives. The, the line between good and evil is so much stronger right now. And so there are three ways the enemy attacked when you read the story um, in scriptures, when Jesus was taken into the wilderness, and that's in both Matthew and Luke, there were three three strategies, and I'm getting to speak with graces at 50, which is a whole new adventure, ladies. So, um, But he used three strategies. 
He used exhaustion, he used isolation, and he used starvation. And as I studied this, because I really have poured over this, because I have been through many deserts, and I thought, all right, let me look at what, he, what the enemy uses. How does he wear us down? And it's usually through those three ways. And internally, what are the ways we get attacked? It's with identity, it's in with self-worth, and it's in self-forgiveness. Because almost every woman, and myself included, who's in a position of leadership and power, battles internally with those three things. We have a hard time forgiving ourselves. We have a hard time really honoring our worth. And we're in this season of figuring out who we are, and yet we're coming home to ourselves in a new way, right? But we have to attack externally with the exhaustion, with the isolation, which is what this is all about, with the starvation, both physically and emotionally for, for relationships, for connection, for people to pray with you. And so those are the tenets of a lot of the strategy behind this group. And this group is not about Amy speaking for an hour every time we get together. That's, this is probably the only time that will happen. Although with God, I learned never to say never because, or only because he always surprises me. It's just the most spontaneous thing. Um, but it's all about you getting to speak and you getting to be present and share what's on your heart and what you're questioning and what you're feeling and what you're inspired by, what you're needing at the, at the moment. But when we fight, we have to make sure that we are protecting all of those six components of the battle. And when Jesus was navigating his way out of that, and these are all business strategies too, right? Because Jesus was the best business strategist out there. He got education and then he went through application as he applied that. And then he went through a sort of, um, hmm, emancipation as he left the desert. Then he got restoration because he was filled again. And then he went through declaration as he brought his lessons forward. And for so many of you, I know that you are in some piece of that desert. And sometimes we like pop our head out of the desert and then we get pulled back in and we think it's over, right? But it's about using a lot of those strategies and about how we get out of those places, how we fight back. Because we always have the victory. It's just that so many, and I know so many of you are weary. You are excited and you are exhausted because it has been a fight. A fight for your future, whether that's personally or in your business. And we get to armor up and we armor up by being in community. We armor up by being together, ladies. And I know every single woman who is and will be called to this group is ready to armor up and ready to be a warrior in a way you never have before. 
because this isn't about anything less than supernatural strategy. And I am at a place in my life, and I wasn't always at this place, but I have felt completely unleashed and unfiltered when it comes to my faith. You know, and, and that is a whole new world and yet not for me, because if you know me behind the scenes and my family and friends would say, you know, Amy is very loving, but sweet is not a word that they would use to describe me <laughs> because I'm also very direct. I'm very outspoken and everybody knows exactly where they stand with me, not for any other reason, but because I love them. So this is also a space where you will lovingly be called into your best and highest self. Because ultimately, I know that is the most healing place possible. And our purpose here is all about that kind of healing that allows us to love more deeply, both ourselves and the people we serve. But we want to help you keep your cup full. And I know that every woman in the room has their own brilliance to share about not only how to keep your cup full, but also their brilliance that they've developed over their time in business and life. And so this will be a forum where you get to be in the light, not because people want to pick your brain, but because you get to share your wisdom and your knowledge in a new way in a way that fills you up rather than depletes you, where you will be appreciated and honored for that brilliance and the price you have paid to achieve it. And that's why I have purposely positioned this for women who have seasoned um, their entrepreneurial lives, who have been through it. And this isn't for people in the the newness of their professional journeys and there is a space and place for them but when leaders of of your caliber of our caliber are in the same room with leaders who are new we tend to caretake right and then you're in a completely different space and you end up empty at the end of every meeting and every session because you naturally just pour into. You naturally just advise. You naturally just give. And this is a space where you get to learn to receive and where you're not called upon to just go right back into the role that you work most of the weekend. I'm very aware of when leaders shift into that space. And receiving I don't know about many of you, but receiving is, is a really difficult thing for many leaders like you to do. It's risky. It's vulnerable. It's safer to give. And here you get to learn to receive in ways you may not even know you need to be given to. And this right now is what I call the founder's launch. This is the the founder's opportunity. And, and many of you both live and on the replay have been personally invited by me into this space because God literally put you 
either your face or your heart on my heart and mind as I've prayed over this over the months. Because I knew this, this group, this revolution had a special revolution to lead, not only to the world around you, but mostly to the world inside of you. Because the world around you cannot be changed if the world inside of you remains the same. And I know you're in that change, many of you. But it's so much harder to do that alone. And I don't want you to have to do that because right now, it's not a price any of you can afford to pay. It's not a price any of the people we're called to serve can pay either. You deserve to have sisters around you. And I know we can use that term really loosely or our tribe or whatever we choose to use. But I want that to be in reality, you know? So I want to tell you a little bit about the revolution and a little bit about how um, that's going to happen. And then I want to also give you an opportunity, if you want to introduce yourself, to do that because I want you to feel present. And then I want us to pray together. When I prayed, literally, because I'm, you know, I am, let me just say, I'm not a concise writer in my first draft. That was always my correction when I was writing in high school. Amy, it's beautiful. Use fewer words. Make it more concise. You know, and I tend to like, you know, you're not only going to learn how to build the watch, you are going to learn about all the ways those parts are anointed and inspired. And I use a lot of alliteration. But anyway, um, I want us to to have that opportunity. And, and God just kept saying to me, pray with them. Pray with them. And so I am listening to what that voice was inside of me. And we're going to pray together. Because a big component of this is what I call prayer circles. And they happen in the morning without cameras, just because most of us don't want to have to be Zoom ready at that point in the morning. You just want to be real. And you can have your camera on, but I just say, just come as you are. And we talk about what's happening. We ask about prayer requests. And I just pray. Now, I will tell you, ladies, and I'm just feeling prompted to share this. You know, I, I grew up in the church. I accepted Christ when I was nine. My dad was a pastor. I was always the volunteer youth leader on all the committees, the adult committees for buildings and other things. And I also was the one to volunteer, like to be the youth pastor and, and would take great authority in that even when I was about nine or 13. And I'm sure that was so much more humorous to everybody around me, but me. Um, and, and so I grew up in the church and I, I got married very young in, in college. Um, and that marriage was a marriage that um, not only were we too young to get married, um, but we also divorced very young because it was made, um, it was an unwise decision, let's just say that. And yet God also brought so much good out of that. But that divorce catapulted me into about 10 years of exploring everything under the sun 
and I wanted to run as hard and fast as I could away from God um, in every way that I could think of. So much so that the pastor's daughter who loved her daddy and loved to have deep talks late into the night with him, um, I could not hear a pastor. I would run from the room for about 10 years because I was so mad. And I understood later that I was having a relationship with my anger rather than with my God, because I thought he wanted me to be somebody who I really wasn't. And after 10 years and nearly losing my life to an eating disorder, um, God just slowly brought me back. And I said to my therapist at the time, you know, if I could handle life, it was if it was all about learning lesson after lesson after lesson, right? I said, it's the, the, the point at which I hope that it becomes painful because that's often disappointing. So I, I just, I think I just will not hope. I'll just know. And I'm fine with that because I want people to learn from the example of my life. But I don't think that God really has an intention other than that, other than to keep teaching me lessons. And she said, but Amy, that isn't God. That isn't what he wants for you. And so part of what I get to impart to you is what I have learned in that lifelong journey. Because after that, I understood God in a whole new way. Like he was okay with all of me, all of me, you know, he wanted all of it. He welcomed all of it. He welcomed my questions. He welcomed my um, alliteration. He welcomed me not being concise. And he welcomed me um, in all my questions and all my imperfections. And I want to remind each of us on the call that he accepts you that way too. And that's what I want us to come to this table with. You know, that was close to 12 years ago that I came back with a whole new relationship with God. And I've increasingly become more and more unfiltered about my faith because it really, it isn't any sort of platitude or coming from the place of holier than thou, quite the opposite. Because I have messed up and I have sinned and I have done all the things um, that I could possibly do to unearn, if you will, being his daughter. And he loves me still and loves me limitlessly. And so I can't help but talk about him because he's such a real part of my life in a way that I never thought was possible before. Not because it's, you know, um, it needs to be any sort of restriction. In fact, it's a freedom that I never would have had before because there's so much clarity and there's so much supernatural strategy that he wants to get through to each of you and each of you to step into his power. You know, Bill Johnson, who is an amazing pastor, and I have been just like saturating myself with his messages, had this brilliant quote. He said, when we are at war, we are called to create. That's God's battle plan. And that's why I believe so many of you are feeling the desire to create right now. It's because we are in a war like we've never been before. 
And it takes releasing your hand from the comfortable shore that really isn't comfortable anymore because it's just been washed away in the hurricane. And he's asking you to to latch on to something that's supernatural that feels so much more strange than it did before. But it's when we do that together that we can do that most powerfully. Let's all pray together. Lord, I just thank you for being here in the midst with all of us, for you being powerfully present in the words shared through my mouth to people's hearts and in the words shared from people's hearts into the room as they introduce themselves, both who they have been and the roles they played and who they feel you calling them to be and the roles you are calling them to and the needs of their physical and emotional bodies to do so only, Lord, from a place of rest, which you know I am passionate about pursuing, that it doesn't get to be created from any other place but one of healing and rest and lightness, and that happens through our surrender to you, God. So in all of this, I pray the lightness and joy of your presence as people pray and think about joining, or if they know immediately they want to be a part of this Founders Launch and the way you have had me structure it, God, that honors the position um, where so many are finding themselves right now. That this is a place that their present and their future will be honored and, and magnified and their past will be acknowledged and held. Lord, I pray for each woman on this call and watching the replay that they feel your clear direction you are clear, yes, Lord, that they feel a pull to this, even with all their questions. And I thank you for the privilege of being the one, Lord, to bird this revolution into the world, because I know so many more revolutions are going to come as a result of it. We thank you for your blessings now and the ones that are coming in this day and in the days to come, Lord. In your name we pray, amen. Ladies, I am sending so much love to each of you. Thank you for sharing your time and your day with me. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Elevated Podcast. You can find out more about me and the amazing guests on our show on my website, amyvanslambrook.com. And if you have a moment, we'd love to hear your honest review of the show because nothing lights my day up more than seeing your comments, your questions, your aha moments, because that's what this is all about. We want to elevate your thinking so you can elevate your life.